This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show (laughs) with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Time to welcome in our baseball correspondent, Joe Ingles. Joe, good morning. I'm sure they are. Sandy Triangle uh, pitch is uh, ready to go. Oh, my gosh. Joe, I heard so much about that everywhere I went. I asked one guy, did you hear that? He goes, how did I not hear that? Every show on your station replayed that. That was hilarious. <laughs> That's all I got all week long. That you realize they replayed it because of me, not because of you guys. Uh, yeah, I think we're pretty aware of that, Joe. Which is uh, back to the point of this is my show and you guys are just uh, a little part of it. Joe, I, you got to give us enough credit here for us to be smart enough. Not very smart. I mean, we're in the media. We're not very smart. Smart but enough sm- to get me to come on the show. If it's right? Me. And we know you're more popular than us. We got that part figured out. Yeah, I remember when Joe begged me to come on seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, the story, Gordon actually denied it or someone. Gordon or someone didn't want to do it. And they were like, oh, Joe, can you just do it? And I was like, all right. And here we are. <laughs> seven years later. What a waste of seven years. <laughs> <laughs> seven years, three kids, one of whom is American. He's my favorite kid of yours. He is. He got his Australian citizenship and passport. So he is. we cut up his American passport as soon as we got it. <laughs> Still an American, Joe. He can run for president of the United States, and you can't. That would be actually, I would, I would actually really enjoy that if he did that. That would be the one thing I'd let him do in America. <laughs> <laughs> President Ingalls. I mean, you've got a good chance, right? Anyone can put their hand up and have a crack. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you got to be 35 and be a U.S. Uh, native son or, or woman. And he is. Jacob Ing- Jack yeah. Ingalls. President number seventy four. <laughs> you're va- you're vacationing in the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, this will shock you, but we have a lot of people who've wanted to uh, talk and tweet and hit us up on Facebook and talk about the uh, the Laker game. And I'm just curious because you know fans look at a game one way, media looks at another, the players and coaches look at it a different way. You probably go into film sessions with Quinn and find out, hey, I don't look at it the same way as Quinn does. But just, uh, it's the Lakers, it's LeBron. We know they were shorthanded. Just what's your takeaway from the win? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Rudy or Donovan said it before the game. I mean, any team that has LeBron on it, regardless of who's around him, has a has a good chance to win um, at some point or, or any point of the year. So, um, well, we obviously we realized um, and were quite aware that they didn't have their full team, but. Um, I feel like a part of this year is, is going to be that. What's going to happen to us at times is going to happen to other teams. There's going to be guys in and out. Um, that's out of our control. Uh, obviously, what we can control is, is the way we want to play and the way we want to um, kind of go out there on, on each end of the floor, regardless of who we're playing um, and, and who's in and who's out. And that's the same for, for us as well. If um, I was out for those few games, I feel like we we played the same way. We lost Donovan and we, we still played the same way. So, um, 
Yeah, we, we realised that. Um, obviously, they went a bit deeper into their probably bench than, than they would normally um, if, if all healthy. And, I mean, you can't kind of deny the fact that they were, were short and all-star and uh, whatever he's all first team, I'm sure, at some point or whatever he's done in his career. But um, So, yeah, we, we obviously play who's in front of us. And, and I think, like I said, like with LeBron out there, regardless of who's around him, he, he can make everybody look really, really good. Um, and I think we did a good job of, of making it tough on him. And um, if he gets going and, and getting guys involved and they're feeling good, like I said, they can they can still play with anyone. So um, we didn't come home and pop champagne and act like we. It was a, it was another game. We, we got a win. Um, like, like you said, we'll we'll look at film and um, kind of go through things we can do better and, and things that worked well and. Um, and get ready for Miami now. So you only played 22 minutes, and obviously given the context of the game, there was no reason for you to play big minutes. Is that a conscious decision by the coaches maybe, since we don't need to extend you with a lot of minutes to maybe not have you play as much? Uh, I mean, I hope so. (laughs) I think, I mean, I'm not getting any younger, um, and I think this is probably the first year of my career that I've, you, well, I won't even know how to say it, but like being a bit smarter with the the rest and the the playing, and obviously missing those games. And um, I've I've always kind of a part of the resting and missing games and and stuff like that. I've always, uh, like I've said, and you guys know, I've, if if I'm healthy, I'm going to play. And um, there's definitely been games that. I've probably been more tired and, and maybe that's a game that I could have set out. And The flip side of that is I, I think in my head if I miss a game, it's going to kill my rhythm for the next game and stuff like that. So um, being kind of being forced, I guess, to miss those three or four games earlier in the year, I think it just gave me a bit more of a, a brighter outlook that if I do need a, to play less minutes or, or sit a game or whatever the situation is, um, it's not the end of the world. Um, Again, I'm not just going to sit for, for the sake of sitting just because, but if there's a, a, a plan in place, and, and like last night, like I, I mean, I wasn't, it's not like I was running out there hot either, so Quinn wasn't desperate to pull me back in anyway, but um, we've got guys that step up, guys that play well on different nights. Sometimes it's all of us, sometimes it's a few of us. Um, I don't think I personally was playing that well anyway. Um, so, yeah, it's a, kind of write it off. Um, for me, I'll look at a few things and get back in the gym and, and obviously get ready, like I said, get ready for Miami now. But, um, yeah, it doesn't – I'm not begging to get back in there and, and try and keep my minutes up or get my points average or whatever I'm, I'm whatever the, the idea of other people on the outside think. So uh, we won and we got a good win and we were able to get a bit of rest at the end. Quinn has told us in, in multiple interview sessions that it's not necessarily the decision a guy makes with the ball. It's the fact that he knows the decision he's going to make as the ball is coming to him. So he can make it quickly, and the defense doesn't get to reset a matchup if you have him in a scramble. And yeah. I watched one of the national analysts last night just really just raving, just lavishing praise on you guys and the way the ball moved. And that was exactly what... Uh, and it was a former NBA player. It was Tim Legler on ESPN. And, and yeah. he was talking about, you know, they had possessions that for another team might be their best possession of the night, but they were doing it multiple times down the court. 
did you feel like, you said you didn't feel like you played that well, but actually I thought that was one of the takeaways from the game, that there were a lot of possessions that where the ball was moving the right way. Is that true or not? Yeah, I mean, I was more referring to myself, to be honest. Um, but I think we, I mean, the way we, we play and, and stuff like that, we it is tough. It's, it's, it's harder than just kind of walking up and playing ISO and getting an open shot when, when you want to get it. And, and we're going to have a lot of possessions, I feel like, that the ball moves and goes from side to side. And, and there's going to be times, we've talked about it, there's going to be times too that, we do walk the ball up and run pick and roll with Donovan and Rudy if if that's what's working for us. So, um, I mean, I, I feel like we we moved the ball well last night. I think I think um, it took us a while. Um, we 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 end up making I think twenty threes or something like that anyway. But um, I don't think it was we weren't getting them as kind of free flying as probably what we normally do. Um, but I think we like in saying that sounds silly because we still shot. 40 or something and made 20 or whatever it was. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's different with every team. I think we're, we're as a team as well, seeing so many different defenses and hard, probably a little bit harder to, I guess, predict how teams are going to play us because they, teams, we've, we've, like I said, we've played, we've got, gotten played differently so many times this year. So um, we kind of figure it out, try and figure it out as early as we can in the game and, and figure out how they're playing us and then obviously try and attack it. And um, I think that was a big thing from the Charlotte game the other night. Um, figuring out how they're playing us and it took us kind of three quarters and then we made shots and got out and ran and, and we were able to obviously get a good win. Speaking of that Charlotte game, I mean, since you are a baseball expert now, there's a phrase in baseball that hitting is contagious. A couple guys get hits, and then it loosens things up. And the next thing you know, you got four or five hits. Uh, they're called runs, Joe. I don't know if you knew that. Five or six <laughs> runs in an inning is, is a pretty good inning for any baseball team. Uh, okay, it's, they're not points. They're runs. I'm wondering, do you believe that shooting is contagious? And if you guys make a couple shots, and next thing you know, you look at that Charlotte game, and it was absolutely unbelievable. So the premise being shooting is contagious. Is that something you buy into? Um, yes, and kind of yes and no. I, I think um, with our team, and it's something we talked about in preseason and, and something that we talked about last year uh, off season of like when we had had got Mike and then we traded for JC and we had a team of um, shooters. We could, we had four guys on the court at all times that could make shots. We used to kind of laugh about like, imagine if we were all hot one night, like imagine if we were all going and we were, and we just never kind of got that last year. We were, we either didn't have our full lineup with, with injuries and stuff, or if we did, I was playing terrible off the bench at the start of the year. Um, then obviously I ended up starting and then Boyan was out and we traded for JC and then Mike had to leave for his baby and there was just a lot a lot going on. So we never really got to, I guess, see what we always kind of envisioned um, having the team that we had. Um, and we kind of talked, it was kind of a, a thing this year too of like, obviously myself knew, like knowing I was going to come off the bench, everyone was healthy having our roles, getting Fave back and just kind of having that group, knowing when we're going in and out, knowing the offense and, and all that a bit more. Um, so if we're all going, it's it's pretty dangerous. And there, there's going to be nights that we are all going and we make X amount of threes and there's going to be nights that it might be two or three of us. Um, 
but it's I think for us a lot of it comes from the defensive end if we can get stops and get out and run we have two bigs that can run and we obviously have four guards out there at all times that can run and space the floor and uh, I think some of the contagious stuff's come from getting a stop and getting out and running and if we're all running together um, and spacing the floor the right way when we're running it's a lot easier to, to make those shots and shoot those shots because we're getting really good looks so um, then you see, I mean, like you, I mean, you see the ball go in. I get more hyped off JC pulling up in transition than I do off my own shot. So when you see other guys being successful and playing well, I think it just gets the the joy of our group, and um, that's the part I think that you do get a bit of that contagious because, like JC is making shots, and Fabe and Rudy are setting great screens, and then Mike's coming off and hitting threes, and we're so unselfish that he might make two or three, but he'll still make an extra pass at the right time. And, that I have to shoot and, and I make it and they're more happy for me than they are for themselves. So um, it, it's a fun way to play and uh, I think it's dangerous if, if we're all kind of rolling the way we've been rolling. You talk about all the defenses you've seen and if there's one that I think frightens Jazz fans or that they, uh, you know, the defense they respect the most or attacks you and is the hardest to handle, it's the one where the other team commits four guys to stop in three-pointers. They, they're going to match up with anybody who's on the three-point line no matter what. And if they give up a two, they give up a two. And Donovan was talking about that that has given you guys some problems, but you've worked on some stuff to handle it. How much confidence you have when the team plays a defense like that? Yeah, I mean, it's. Um, I think early on in the year they were playing. I mean, for, for years we've played pick and roll to get downhill and throw lobs to Rudy and then probably hit the corner if the, the guy helps in and um, <clears throat> we, I mean it's just a bit different this year I think part of it, a big part of it is they're playing Rudy and Faye for the role a lot of the time um, which especially early on we were we were getting even more threes because they were I mean Rudy's obviously and Faye but Rudy at the start of the game is so dangerous on the rim I um, mean in pick and roll and stuff so we've been played that way a lot and I think as the season's gone on, teams are trying to figure out what, what hurts us or what slows us down. And, um, I mean, I think for us, you, I mean, I don't, you can't stop everything. And, I mean, we know that. We go into a game, hey, we want to do this with LeBron, but we realise he's obviously getting out the ball a lot. There's going to be things that he is really good at, and obviously being the player. and um, So you just try and make it as tough as you can. I think, yeah, I think there's been a couple of games we've struggled where they've played kind of two-on-two in the pick-and-roll and and then just just stayed with shooters and we're so kind of locked in and focused on trying to find shooters um, if we don't have Rudy on the rim that that we can you can take a minute to to adjust and that's what I was kind of saying with the the Charlotte game they they were so jam-packed in the paint and it took us a while to realize how how packed in the paint it was I mean it almost took three quarters I think in the third quarter we made a little run but then to to really get it going in the fourth. And, and that's going to be the way it is some nights. Is we can go into a game and say the Lakers have played defensively like this for 10 straight games, but they might do something different with us because we're a different team to, to a lot of teams in this league at the moment. So, um, yeah, part of it is going in prepared and, and knowing what they want to do. And then a part of it is, is kind of feeling it out in that first quarter of how they're playing. Like they might be blitzing Donovan, but switching with me and playing like back and dropped with with Mike like there's different things going on all the time so 
um, yeah, it's a kind of the fun part of the game is figuring out the best way that you can help your team or help your team in a situation um, every single night. So since last week, has uh, Donovan reiterated you got no chance? <laughs> we uh, we kind of talked about it those next few days. It's kind of died off a little bit now. Um, <laughs> but we were, yeah, I mean, I'm not changing my stance on it. So you guys all out there, whoever thinks I can't, congratulations. And if you don't, then put a little bit of cash up and I'll uh, happily take it to a beautiful <laughs> autism charity here in, in Utah. So um, I don't know where Donovan's, where Donovan will donate his money if it's the other way around, but I would be happy to pay it if he, if he is able to, whatever, throw the ball at me 10 times. Um, but yeah, I'll be, uh, I'll take everyone's money. So anyone that, wants to be a smart ass on Twitter or whatever, send me your uh, Venmo and we'll, uh, we'll take the money and, and it would, uh, it'll, it'll help a kid, uh, the kid get some extra therapy. All right, Joe, as always, we appreciate it. Good luck on the road trip. And obviously, uh, Jazz fans will be watching. This is an incredible role you guys are on. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, there's Joe Ingles and the Joe Ingles Show, starring Joe Ingles with special guest stars DJ and PK. And it is brought to you by Cypress Credit Union, where your future is our future.